section thirty four of the crime of sylvestre bonheur by anatole france this librivox recording is in the public domain january fifteenth eighteen sixty something good morning monsieur said jeanne letting herself in while therese remained grumbling in the corridor because she had not been able to get to the door in time mademoiselle i beg you will be kind enough to address me very solemnly by my title and to say to me good morning my guardian then it has all been settled oh how nice cried the child clapping her hands it has all been arranged mademoiselle in the salle commune and before the justice of the peace and from to-day you are under my authority what are you laughing about my ward i see it in your eyes you have some crazy idea in your head this very moment some more nonsense eh oh no monsieur i mean my guardian i was looking at your white hair it curls out from under the edge of your hat like honeysuckle on a balcony it is very handsome and i like it very much be good enough to sit down my ward and if you can possibly help it stop saying ridiculous things because i have some very serious things to say to you listen i suppose you are not going to insist upon being sent back to the establishment of mademoiselle Prefere? no well then what would you say if i should take you here to live with me and to finish your education and keep you here until what shall i say for ever as the song has it oh monsieur she cried flushing crimson with pleasure i continued behind there we have a nice little room which my housekeeper has cleaned up and furnished for you you are going to take the place of the books which used to be in it you will succeed them as the day succeeds night go with therese and look at it and see if you think you will be able to live in it madame de gabry and i have made up our minds that you can sleep there to-night she had already started to run i called her back for a moment jeanne listen to me a moment longer you have always until now made yourself a favourite with my housekeeper who like all very old people is apt to be cross at times be gentle and forbearing make every allowance for her i have thought it my duty to make every allowance for her myself and to put up with all her fits of impatience now let me tell you jeanne respect her and when i say that i do not forget that she is my servant and yours neither will she ever allow herself to forget it for a moment but what i want you to respect in her is her great age and her great heart she is a humble woman who has lived a very very long time in the habit of doing good and she has become hardened and stiffened in that habit bear patiently with the harsh ways of that upright soul if you know how to command she will know how to obey go now my child arrange your room in whatever way may seem to you best suited for your studies and for your repose having started jeanne with this viaticum upon her domestic career i began to read a review which although conducted by very young men is excellent the tone of it is somewhat unpolished but the spirit is zealous the article i read was certainly far superior in point of precision and positiveness to anything of the sort ever written when i was a young man the author of the article m paul meyer points out every error 
with a remarkably lucid power of incisive criticism we used not in my time to criticise with such strict justice our indulgence was vast it went even so far as to confuse the scholar and the ignoramus in the same burst of praise and nevertheless one must learn how to find fault and it is even an imperative duty to blame when the blame is deserved i remember little raymond that was the name we gave him he did not know anything and his mind was not a mind capable of absorbing any solid learning but he was very fond of his mother we took very good care never to utter a hint of the ignorance of so perfect a son and thanks to our forbearance little raymond made his way to the highest positions he had lost his mother then but honours of all kinds were showered upon him he became omnipotent to the grievous injury of his colleagues and of science but here comes my young friend of the luxembourg good evening jolie you look very happy to-day what good fortune has come to you my dear lad his good fortune is that he has been able to sustain his thesis very credibly and that he has taken high rank in his class he tells me this with the additional information that my own words which were incidentally referred to in the course of the examination have been spoken of by the college professors in terms of the most unqualified praise that is very nice i replied and it makes me very happy jolie to find my old reputation thus associated with your own youthful honours i was very much interested you know in that thesis of yours but some domestic arrangements have been keeping me so busy lately that i quite forgot this was the day on which you were to sustain it mademoiselle jeanne made her appearance very opportunely as if in order to suggest to him something about the nature of those very domestic arrangements the giddy girl burst into the city of books like a fresh breeze crying at the top of her voice that her room was a perfect little wonder then she became very red indeed on seeing monsieur jolie there but none of us can escape our destiny monsieur jolie asked her how she was with the tone of a young fellow who resumes upon a previous acquaintance and who proposes to put himself forward as an old friend oh never fear she had not forgotten him at all that was very evident from the fact that then and there right under my nose they resumed their last year's conversation on the subject of the venetian blonde they continued the discussion after quite an animated fashion i began to ask myself what right i had to be in the room at all the only thing i could do in order to make myself heard was to cough as for getting in a word they never even gave me a chance jolie discoursed enthusiastically not only about the venetian colorists but also upon all other matters relating to nature or to mankind and jean kept answering him yes monsieur you are right that is just what i suppose monsieur monsieur you express so beautifully just what i feel i am going to think a great deal about what you have just told me monsieur when i speak mademoiselle never answers me in that tone it is only with the very tip of her tongue that she will even taste any intellectual food which i set before her usually she will not touch it at all but monsieur jolie seems to be in her opinion the supreme authority upon all subjects it was always oh yes oh of course to all his empty chatter and then the eyes of jean i had never seen them look so large before 
i had never before observed in them such fixity of expression but her gaze otherwise remained what it always is artless frank and brave Jolie evidently pleased her she like Jolie and her eyes betrayed the fact they would have published it to the entire universe all very fine master bonar you have been so deeply interested in observing your ward that you have been forgetting you are her guardian you began only this morning to exercise that function and you can already see that it involves some very delicate and difficult duties bonar you must really try to devise some means of keeping that young man away from her you really ought eh how am i to know what i am to do i have picked up a book at random from the nearest shelf i open it and i enter respectfully into the middle of a drama of sophocles the older i grow the more i learn to love the two civilizations of the antique world and now i always keep the poets of italy and of greece on a shelf within easy reach of my arm in the city of books monsieur and mademoiselle finally condescend to take some notice of me now that i seem too busy to take any notice of them i really think that mademoiselle jeanne has even asked me what i am reading no indeed i will not tell her what it is what i am reading between ourselves is the change of that smooth and luminous course which rolls out its magnificent tunefulness through a scene of passionate violence the course of the old men of thebes Eus avixiate invincible love o thou who descendest upon rich houses thou who dost rest upon the delicate cheek of the maiden thou who dost traverse all seas surely none among the immortals can escape thee nor indeed any among men who live but for a little space and he who is possessed by thee there is a madness upon him and when i had re-read that delicious chant the face of antigone appeared before me in all its passionless purity what images gods and goddesses who hover in the highest heights of heaven the blind old man the long wandering beggar king led by antigone has now been buried with holy rites and his daughter fair as the fairest dream ever conceived by human soul resists the will of the tyrant and gives pious sepulture to her brother she loves the son of the tyrant and that son loves her also and as she goes on her way to execution the victim of her own sweet piety the old men sing invincible love o thou who dost descend upon rich houses thou who dost rest upon the delicate cheek of the maiden mademoiselle jeanne are you really very anxious to know what i am reading i am reading mademoiselle i am reading that antigone having buried the blind old man wove a fair tapestry embroidered with images in the likeness of laughing faces ah said jaylee as he bursts out laughing that is not in the text it is a scolium i said unpublished he added getting up i am not an egotist but i am prudent i have to bring up this child she is much too young to be married now no i am not an egotist but i must certainly keep her with me for a few years more keep her alone with me she can surely wait until i am dead fear not antigone old oedipus will find holy burial soon enough in the meanwhile antigone is helping our housekeeper to scrape the carrots she says she likes to do it that it is in her line being related to the art of sculpture End of section 34